You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. We have the plane. We've got the cop. We got to talk about the poo well. We got to talk about the poo at McDonald's. And we got to do Nazi. Welcome to it, Chewing the Fat, with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget you can follow me on social media, Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. So I had this, you know, a few stories piled up in front of me, uh, you know, starting to, this fat pile is getting fat, by the way. <laughs> fat pile is stacked up for tomorrow. But then I see this story that Chris sets in front of me with, and the headline, you think, well, good. But then you read the story. The headline, Nazi memorabilia. More than 50 guns found in California man's home after Dove releasing business dispute. Hmm. A, I don't know what Dove releasing business dispute has to do with Nazi memorabilia, but I'll go with it. At work, Mitchell Todd ran a Dove releasing business in California. At home, he allegedly stockpiled mass amounts of firearms and Nazi memorabilia. So? Tuesday, Laguna Beach police officers arrested Mr. Todd, 51, after he allegedly threatened a former customer over a payment dispute. Okay, so he's charged officially with criminal threats. All right, so a guy... Has him release doves at a funeral. I guess, you know, it's a dove releasing business. So if you have a funeral, you have a football game, you had a, you know, a party for a little girl, whatever. He brings the doves, opens up the box and out, releases the white doves. They fly all over and then I guess they fly back to him. They're trained little doves. He's got his little dove whistle and they fly back to him. Or he buys new doves. I don't know what he does. But that's the business. So they executed a search. And this guy had had him do it. And they, he didn't pay. So Todd is trying to collect his money. Now, did he go about it wrong? Yes. So... He calls the guy up and uh, starts threatening him and says he wants his money. And he, uh, in the voicemails and text messages, he became more and more threatening. And then when on one of the voicemails, you hear the release of a handgun slide. <gasps> Not over a voicemail. But yes, you hear the release of a, hand, a gun slide. So... The police immediately, this is their quote, we knew we were dealing with someone who's got the potential of extreme violence. No, but okay, say say you do. And so they go to his house to arrest him, right, on his uh, criminal threats. Now, as they were executing the search warrant, officers found large quantities of ammunition and weapons, including assault rifles and sniper rifles. Quote from Laguna Police Sergeant Jim Cotta, or Cota, C-O-T-A. Definitely an arsenal. We're trying to figure out why one person would have in excess of 50 guns. Um, how about he's an American and can? Police Officer Sergeant Laguna Beach. At least in my career, it stands up there with the top five in terms of firepower. So, this is definitely amount of weaponry that is not for personal use. Not up to you to decide that, sir. The Constitution of the United States. Oh, my God. I can't. I want to explode. Only 12 of the 50 weapons were registered to Todd. And Coda said that the Department of Justice and Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco Firearms and Explosives will likely be brought in to help with the investigation. Yeah, because... Heaven forbid he has, and I, I realize that that's where he's going to get himself in trouble as well for not having the guns registered. I get it. That's a, that's a problem. But that's not the, it's not up to the police to decide if it was definitely, uh, definitely not a one personal 
use gun. Now, they also report in the story that they found a Confederate flag and memorabilia that referenced the Third Reich and the Nazis. So? You don't like it. I get it. I don't like it. So what? He can have it. It's his home. Explain the officers looking to tie any connection to any of the hate groups, uh, giving the number of weapons of the Nazi memorabilia. I am... Uh, I'm very frustrated with this story because it's not. Why were they? The only reason they searched his home and had an arrest warrant to search his home was because they they thought they heard on a voicemail a handgun slide. Right? So they get to come into your home and take everything out of your home because you're trying to collect money from someone who owes you money? I, we don't care about the guy that hasn't paid him. I hired him to release doves. He released doves and then he didn't pay him for his services. That's okay though. But him trying to collect the money, I know, you know, I get it. He went too far. If it's true that he actually used a handgun slide or it wasn't opening a pair of scissors or he didn't push down on a stapler. I mean, I, it's just whatever. It drives it just drives me crazy. And the police the police really pissed me off. We're trying to figure out why one person would have an excess of fifty guns. Cause he wants to. I know this is California, but this is still the United States of America. Maybe California isn't part of the United States anymore. Maybe we just need to cut it off. I you know what? I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that too. They can just cut him off. It's really agonizing. Now, yesterday, I talked to you a little bit about uh, the uh, poo on uh, McDonald's touchscreens, the order pads, and I, I'm, you know, I was like, "Duh, of course they do. Make no mistake, of course they do." A, that's why I don't use them. <laughs> now, I'm sure these McDonald's don't have real employees. That's how you order, right? So you have to use them. Um, I know. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how they work. Can you show me? <laughs> yeah, I like that, 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 that. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. But you don't want the workers touching it because then they got to go back and make your food. Ooh, never mind. Don't eat the McDonald's. So this this uh, this London Metropolitan School of Human Sciences, a uh, school is staffed by leading academics in the areas of microbiology, nutrition, sports therapy, food science, Chemical and pharmaceutical sciences. Yay, that sounds like a fun school. You're having fun at that school. You know you are. Are you here for chemical and pharmaceutical sciences? Nope, I'm here for sports therapy. The the sports therapy, you know, is the go over there. You're not with us. So they do the test. And they do the test at these McDonald's. And they did the the test uh, on, uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have... We have a report of eight McDonald's. Eight McDonald's. I'll start again, but you have I mean, you can pick it up after this. So this will be an edit, but you have no idea how I want to just stop and go. I, a headline just came across my computer screen that says, Rachel McAdams says there's definitely room for more kids. I'm here for you, Rachel. I love you. It's embarrassing the way you look at me. I mean, I, I'd be happy to be a father to some of her children. In fact, I'm willing to just try to be a father to her children. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I seriously, my wife is gone. You know, maybe not gone, but Rachel's my uh, my free pass. Because we did the story on uh, on Glenn's show when Stu and I filled in about the guy, the pilot, about the pilot. This is not this is not for the podcast, but we did. But so Stu and I did the story about the free pass, the pilot that has the actress. I don't even remember her name now. That that's the that's his free pass, right? He and his wife have this deal that if you ever if you ever get a chance with the with a particular star, you have a free pass. 
So he chickens, he taps to tell Texas wife, you know, that she's on the plane and he says, and she says, well, make sure you get a selfie right there. You know, that's not really a free pass. Yeah, selfie ain't a free pass. Got news for you. But I get it because it's a couple and that's your marriage joke and you know that it's never going to happen. And A, even if, even if, uh, like, like Rachel McAdams, I know it's embarrassing the way she looks at me, but it's, even if she was, say, my free pass, she still, <laughs> she still has to say yes. <laughs> Rachel, you're my free pass. Oh, okay, great. That's not going to happen. You and I both know that. But, so he even chickens out with taking a selfie with his free pass chick on the plane. That's sad. And then the then the actress had text back after the story went a little bit viral. Oh, I would have been happy to take a selfie. Would you? In real life, would you? Because if he would have come up and said, hey, you know, my wife... And I have this ongoing thing about, you know, you're my free pass. And I just really want to take a selfie and prove that you were here on the plane. She, we'd probably hear the story of a pilot tries to hit on us actress on the plane. Right? I mean, it's very possible that story would have existed. So, that's tough. But, anyway, anyway we'll, get, we'll get back to the McDonald's pool. But I just said the headline just came up on my screen about Rachel McAdams. Says there's definitely room for more kids. And Rachel. I'm here for you. Wah, wah. I don't know why the duck was there. It doesn't have anything to do with. No, don't. <laughs> don't put that in. So there's like eight McDonald's. There's like eight McDonald's that are tested by this school. What the heck is the name of the school again? I got to go back to the actual McDonald's story. <laughs> the uh, social scientist school. Did I throw it away? I did. No. Yeah. Hold on. The uh, school is staffed by leading academics in the areas of microbiology, nutrition, sports therapy, food science, and chemical and pharmaceutical sciences, the London Metropolitan School of Human Sciences. Now, apparently, uh, these uh, brains, these uh, teetotaling pinky-up humans at the London School decided to test the screens at the McDonald's. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I said yesterday, there ought to be, I mean... McDonald's, what they'll do is they'll put a bottle of hand freshener or hand sanitizer next to each screen, and they'll be good. So, and but they really should have some kind of wipe device, plastic glove to order with, uh, something, right? A, a robot wiping them down after every order, every two minutes, something. And um, it's just we put so much trust in the food industry, we really do. We've talked about this before a little bit on this podcast. And, you know, I know and Chris Chris and I have talked about it off the air. We put so much trust in the food industry. And it seems with the thousands of restaurants across America and around the world, it seems like we're hearing more and more of the misplace of that trust from these restaurateurs. It may not be so. It just feels that way. And, you know, like over the weekend, we had the story of the kids, they're grilling the rat on the grill at this burger joint in Hawaii. They're taking orders from the drive-thru at the same time they're laughing about frying the rat on the grill. So that means that the rat, there's the hamburgers on the other side of the grill. That means that the rats are so prevalent at this place. These kids are working in there, and they're just used to the rats being there. So they, you know, they Instagram or Facebook, whatever, wherever, at Snapchat, I think they Snapchatted it, the, uh, the shot of them, oh, that's just Bob grilling the rat. <laughs> what do you need? And you hear him taking the order for the drive-through. Now they've shut this place down, right? A rat on the grill, too far. And that place will be lucky to open up again, right? I mean, the owner said he fired him, uh, but it was still a problem that they had rats at the restaurant, right? So he didn't care about that until he got caught. So good luck reopening. Anyway, we put so much trust into these restaurants, and it's it's almost too much trust. And I don't know how to get around it. We put we have government agencies that inspect, right, that shut these places down, that do health inspections, and and we want them. You know, there's so much give that we give them. I get it. I just, I just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix it other than just, you know, I guess you don't go to restaurants. And uh, you know, look at me. Am I not going to a restaurant? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> okay, barely get through the day. 
And that's when I'm eating at home. I still have to, you know, you do a quick pit stop. You don't. Don't look at me like I'm the only one that just pulls into the fast food joint on the way home for a shake and a burger. Don't look at me like that because I know I'm not alone. Anyway, so this, this school tests these McDonald's. And they have a list of all the stuff that they found at these screens. All right, so the one McDonald's, the Oxford Circus McDonald's. Has chloroforms, uh, Stapha, Staphylococcus aureus sonodomas. I know that's wrong. I'm just I'm making it worse than it is, but I can't pronounce it correctly. Antrococcus facilis, Proteus bacillus. That's what McDonald's. So another McDonald's, Birmingham Pigeon Park McDonald's, has chloroforms, pseudonomas. Entrococcus facilis. Ooh, that does not sound good. Proteus, uh, bacillus, kielbasa. Kielbasa, that's just a sausage. Why would it have a sausage on the McDonald's? They don't even sell kielbasa. No, it's called kielbacilla. Klebacilla. Klebacilla. K-L-E-B-S. All right, so it's got this long list. And we'll, we can talk about all the stuff that they've found on the screens. But I don't even know what this stuff is. And there's going to be, now, is it too much? Is it not enough? Does the health department say, it's okay. You know, you can have 18,000 grams of Entrococcus facilis. I don't know. So, A, a Chris Cruz, t- tell me, tell me what Staphylococcus aureus pseudonomus is. All right, so that one is a genus uh, of a non-motile gram-positive spherical bacteria. So speaking English. No, I am. So it's a genus of non-motile gram-positive spherical bacteria that occur slightly in pairs or in irregular clusters and include causative agents of various diseases such as skin infections, Food poisoning yeah, and endocarditis. So, in, so it's a skin infection. Yes. Right. Chloroforms. That one is a negative rod-shaped bacteria, normally presented so what is it in the. Do to me? Normally presented in the intestine. Ooh. So our bodies do fight some of this. I mean, this is if you just uh, small amounts, our body goes to chloroform, kill it. It's too much, though. Then it gets overwhelmed. Then you, you die of chloroform. The <laughs> chloroforms. All right, so the pseudonomas. Right? Sweetonomas, pseudonomas. Pseudomonas. P-S-E-U-D-O-M-O-N-A-S. That's another one that is a rod-shaped motile bacteria uh, that Speak is English, in water. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, that is in water, uh, pigmented, and some that are Saprophytus or in plant or inside we gotta, animals. We, we've got to get some sort of scientist on the we show or something that can pronounce this stuff. This is not fun. Okay, the Entrococcus facilis, facilis, facilis. Maybe we get the computer to say some of these words so we know how to pronounce them. That one is a gram positive bacteria that Ooh. resembles streptococci and were form classified with them. And it's somewhat presented the inside, the in, yeah. inside the intestine again. Yeah, down your throat. Ooh, that's not good. What about, what about the kielbasa? Not the sausage. The yeah, not the sausage. Uh, kielbasa, you've been saying this one wrong, and I have the computer say it for you. Klebsiella. That's not. Klebsiella. Kleb- Klebsiella. Klebsiella. Yes. And that one I is, like kielbasa better. But I, that sounds Klebsiella, good. Klebsiella, yeah. okay. It's a non-motile enterobacteria that includes causative agents of respiratory or urogenital, no, ooh, infections. Urogenital? No, not gentile. Klebsiella. Yeah, that's infections on your uh, privates. Ooh, we don't like that. We do not like that. Okay, so there's... Uh, there's a bunch of stuff here. You know what? I think we just need to hose ourselves off. 
every time. Maybe we get some kind of disinfectant a shower after you order at McDonald's. Well, I got Listeria. This one is a fun one. Yeah, Listeria is good. They shut Blue Bell ice cream down with Listeria. Yeah, Listeria is commonly germ found in many foods, many foods like raw vegetables or hot dogs. Yeah. So that that's a good one. You want yeah, that? Yeah, we can cook that out though. See, we can cook that out. See, it's the thing is, humans are dirty. No. Humans are dirty. We're dirty animals. We're filthy. You're filthy animal, but. You know, we've prided ourselves into keeping ourselves as clean as we can. And sometimes really uh, people make the argument that we're too clean right? because kids are sicker now and they're, you know, they should go out inside and play in the dirt and eat dirt for a while. But you don't realize how dirty we are until and I'm shopping at a Kroger's one afternoon and I used to let my daughter, they Kroger had the time. I think they've gotten rid of it now. Had a, you know, one of those nickel riding horses in the front of the store you know where it rocks back and forth and it only cost a nickel right so the kids would get on it and ride it back and play rock back and forth for a you know a minute and it'd be done and my daughter used to you know give me a nickel give me a nickel and she'd go climb up and run its rock and you're paying for your groceries who cares kids on the rocking horse right i mean that's what it was for so i'm in line one day by myself at the store and there's a kid sitting up on the window ledge next to the horse. Now, he had just gotten off the horse. He had just climbed off the horse, and now he's sitting on the window ledge, and his mom is over here in this next shopping uh, checkout lane next to me. She's got, you know, 18,000 pounds of groceries, three or four carts, because the kid is like 100 pounds, you know, at least 100 pounds overweight for a kid. I don't know how old he is, but he's a fat kid. He was even fatter than me as a kid. And that's saying something. Now, the kid is up on the window ledge. He's got his hand down the back of his pants, scratching his butt. All right? Now, he, <laughs> I can't even pay for my groceries. The guy is like, how you doing? I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm watching this kid scrap his butt. He pulls his hand out, and, you know, he's, he's rubbing, touches the top of the horse. Rubs on his pants, you know, he said, I will not let my daughter touch that horse ever again, ever again. And I'm sure they wipe it off from time to time. McDonald's probably wipes their screens off maybe once a night, right? When they're closing, when they're closing, if it closes at all. Someone pointed out in one of the threads that McDonald's has the air blowers in the bathrooms, that's been pointed out now that, that those are bad, right? Because you wash your hands and all it does is just blows poop everywhere and, you know, dirt, whatever. Rose throws the Klebacilla. What is it called? Klebacilla. Klebacilla. That's what I said. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We could go through all these nasty things that you can get and put on yourself. But here's the thing, Jeffy, before you move on, and this is when I start getting all grossed out, is that Staphylococcus aureolus something, like the three big words, like one of the first one. Yes. That one can lead to MRSA. Okay. What's wrong with her? You know what MRSA is, right? This is an old girlfriend. No, not that MRSA. That's Marissa. I'm talking about MRSA. No, what is MRSA? That's a skin. I know what it is. Shut up. Okay, so what is, all right, we'll go down. There's a couple of them that I do want to know, really. The one that is uh, the Enterobacter. That's got to be a throat bacteria. Enterobacter. That's what I said. Enterobacter. That's an aerobic gram-negative bacteria of the family of the Enterobacteriaceae that produce acid and gas from many sugars. And are widely distributed in nature as in feces, soil, water, humans, That's and animal intestines. Yeah, it's everywhere. So a lot of this stuff, a lot of the stuff, the list is long. Well, there's only a few of them that are kind of bad. The rest of them, our body goes, Entrobacter again. Bring it. Entro, what is it? Enterobacter. Enterobacter. That's what I said. Thank you. The, the body says, bring it. 
All right, so we all know it's Christmas time, right? I mean, it's the holidays. We've got Christmas music playing. That's, I went to the dentist the other day, and she that morning they had switched it to Christmas music. And so I'm laying there listening to Christmas music and uh, getting drilled to Christmas music. And um, I'm thinking, I'm hearing these songs, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, there's so much Christmas music out there now. And yet the stations... Very little programming of a lot of the new stuff. I mean, they still just, it's laziness on the program director's part. Because everybody wants to hear the main songs anyway. And they want to hear the classics. And so a lot of artists have redone the classics. So you're hearing the same song just by different artists. I get it. But there's a lot of there's a lot of really good Christmas music out there. I, I got to tell you, one of my favorite albums is the one we did here at The Blaze. Mercury Studios, Believe Again. Glenn Beck's Christmas album. I, it's fantastic. Yeah, Clyde Budden and uh, what's-his-face, David Osmond, who I love. What's-his-face, you know, David Osmond, just the star. And uh, his rendition, version of Oh Come All You Faithful is probably one of the best versions of that song ever. Ever. There is not one better. If you can find one that's better than that, send it to me, because I don't think you can. And I, I mean that. With from the bottom of my heart, I love that song. I listen to it all year long, and the album itself, believe again, is tremendous with all the songs on it. But that particular version with David and Clyde, uh, it I I could it's fantastic. In fact, when we get close to the holidays, we'll start playing some music from Believe Again uh, on the podcast, and just you know we'll give you a little clip because uh, because we can and we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> When you start playing, uh, you know, when we start playing uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, All I Want for Christmas, Mariah Carey, she wants money for some reason. She has a lifestyle to keep up. So, and who, I, I love Mariah Carey's um, All I Want for Christmas is you. I mean, that song is tremendous. And, and my favorite, of course, is Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's the classic song of all time, Christmas. And if you want to talk about Christmas music, oh, we can talk about Christmas music from here to Doomsday. I love it. Nat Are you Cole's sure, version. Though? Are you sure it's Christmas music? Because I don't want people to be confused with Arbor Day music or <laughs> Veterans Day <laughs> music. Arbor Day. You know, I, I just don't want that. You know, if we do play Christmas music, I just don't want to confuse people out there that when they're listening, they're like, wait a minute, why is Jeffy playing Arbor Day music? I got news for you. It's, I, I just don't want to make confuse people, Jeffy. Hey, I don't want to confuse people. Hey. I don't know that there is such a thing as Arbor Day music. Are you Unless, sure? The Arbor Day music to me, and that goes against what Arbor Day is for, would be a chainsaw cutting down a tree. That's Arbor Day music to me. But back to Christmas music. All right, back to Christmas music. I see a story today talking about the measuring of all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey, right? And so they go look at the Billboard charts for Christmas music. So Billboard has uh, a hot 100. Remember we joked around about it the other day uh, uh, on the chart, you know, number 30 with a bullet. I don't even think they have the bullet anymore. But in uh, in 2012, I think, Billboard changed the rules so that they could put older songs on the hot 100 if it started charting. Before it was just newer songs, and if you were if it was an older song, you could be charting and being played on radio stations, but it wasn't on the Hot 100. Well, since 2012, uh, they said, "Hey, we'll chart the older songs too. If they're starting to make a hit, then we'll we'll put them on the charts." All I want for Christmas. All right, from 2012 to it looks like 2000 to, since last year, really started. Uh, right around the first of December, right in 2012, December seventh through the thirteenth was charting 13 was december 6th 14 15 yeah right all those years was right around the first part of december is when all i want for christmas is you started really hitting the charts again this year november 16th all right before thanksgiving it hit the charts again i mean that is amazing so we're earlier and earlier and get this this is what really ticks me off and it ticks me off because i'm jealous not because i'm mad about it mariah carey and this stupid song, All I Want for Christmas is You, has been paid more than $60 million in royalties on this one song. <laughs> that is, 
I mean, all I want for Christmas is that royalty check. That is fantastic. That'd be good for her, right? Good for her. No, I mean it. Don't look at me like I'm. I'm not. I don't mean good for her. She deserves it. Whatever. couple things before we uh, wrap up on this Thursday. Don't forget tomorrow is uh, Fat Pile Friday. And uh, I've got a special edition of a Saturday show for you, too. Um, the, we're we're going we're gonna to delve into the Postal Service. And I know, don't, I know, don't get too excited. I know, I got it. But I'm telling you, I have always wanted to be Postmaster General. And I was talking about, uh, about that the other day. And I started looking into Postmaster Generalship. And I realized there's a new job that I really want. And it ain't the Postmaster General. Okay? I'll tell you what it is. It is inside. I mean, I'm going to save the post office. I am going to save the post office, but not as Postmaster General. Uh, Don't forget to uh, subscribe. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Subscribe, rate, and review. I love you for that very much. Thank you. Um, Look, I know you're busy. you got a lot of things on your mind, so I'll make it easy for you. Just subscribe, and when they ask you to rate and review, just rate it 20 stars, best podcast ever, done. And we're good. You and I, you do that for me, we're good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So a couple of quick stories uh, before we uh, wrap up today. Lord and Taylor is closing up in New York. And I know this is a New York story, and it's a big deal, but it really is, really is kind of heartbreaking. Uh, the Fifth Avenue store, the Lord and Taylors that always had the Christmas windows and just the whole block, and they are shutting it down. And you know who's going there? We work. We work is taking over the Lord and Taylor building. Fascinating. I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast or not. Off the air, I've been talking about We Work that keeps showing up everywhere. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the future as well. It's a fascinating. Oh, yeah, we talked about it because they stopped serving beer, right? They, you only get one beer. That was the story we did on WeWork. You only get one one beer now in the offices. But what they're doing, revamping the office space business and world in the cities is amazing. Another sad story, and I mean, you're going to actually have to dry your eyes at this story. Murphy Brown, uh, the TV show that uh, got re- revamped. Yeah, it's only, it's, they're not renewing it. It's over. Uh, one year. And, and, and of course, this is what you get from Candace Bergen. Well, it was always meant to be just the 11 shows. It was always meant. Was it, Candace? Was it? No. Not even no, Hillary not. helped that show? I know. And Hillary Clinton, who uh, was on their very first episode, which remember, which was absolutely agonizing, that entire scene. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to see it, you can go back and watch uh, – one of the Pat Unleashed podcasts that I aired because <laughs> I played it on his show uh, during one of my Chewing the Fat segments. But it you can you can find it on YouTube. It's absolutely agonizing. Terrible. From both of them. From both of them. Candace Bergen should have stayed home. Hillary should have stayed home. They should have never rebooted the show. We're done. She's not Roseanne. She never was Roseanne. And when they brought Roseanne back, they thought, well, we can still do the same thing with Murphy Brown. No. No, you can't. And there's a reason why Roseanne, it was Roseanne, is because America wrapped their arms around her. She wasn't an elite Hollywood putz like you, Candace. Okay, sorry. No, I digress. But anyway, they're not going to, the show didn't get re-upped, so. (laughs) Bummer. I wonder why the show never re-upped. Everybody raised their hand that saw the show. Exactly. That's why. Speaking of Hillary, too, by the way, they started their big tour. You know, I thought they were going to be here in Irving, Texas, but I don't. Th- I think that got canceled, right? They shortened that tour down. I was because they already would have been here. I was all fired up. I remember talking about them coming to Irving, this uh, show place that's right down the road from these studios, and they never it never happened. But they did start their tour in Toronto, and she had a big coughing fit, and the crowd it was wasn't that full, but it was in Toronto. Toronto, while it's uh, kind of America, it's still Canada. So, you know, I give them a little bit of eh there. But uh, the rest of us in America, I mean, those shows that are coming up, uh, the Hillary Bill Tour is uh, is uh, going to be fun. And if, I, if, if they were still going to be here in Irving, I really did seriously think about going just to, just to witness the spectacle of both of them. But, 
you know, whatever. They, you know they have to keep their names in the spotlight. Hillary still has to pretend she's going to run in 2020. She's not going to. But as soon as she says she's not going to, out goes the money. Nobody wants to see her. Nobody wants to talk to her. She's not doing any book interviews. She's not doing any TV interviews. They're not bringing her in to speak. None of it. So she's got to pretend that she's going to run so that she can keep the money flowing. Don't forget, they're still under investigation for the foundation a little bit. I don't think that anything will ever become of it because they still has some have some Clinton power. But the Democratic Party doesn't really want anything to do with them anymore. And so, good luck. God bless. The foundation's dried up because she can't pay for play anymore around the world. Right? So, uh, you know, she that's why they're out hawking books and doing speeches because they need money. And good for them. I mean, that's America. I hope they make it. I hope they, you know, make the money they need to continue the lifestyle they've become accustomed to. If Chelsea would have been smart, she would have already have an office. She would already run for a government office because that way she didn't Chelsea learn anything as a child? Really? She didn't learn a thing from mom and dad? You get office and you're good. Why? Why? How is that possible? She doesn't have a government office now. It's it's amazing to me. She's Chelsea Clinton. There's a Congress seat somewhere in America that will put Chelsea Clinton in office. And once she's there, she's good. She didn't learn anything from mom and dad. That should prove that she should have been checked a long time ago. That it's possible with that evidence she's adopted. Not really, but I don't mean that. It's a funny joke, though. <laughs> and so we got a couple of plain stories, and then we, I guess keep going. I mean, how long has this thing got to go? We, we can go as long as we want. It's my podcast. I don't care how long we go. We've got the we've got the guy at LaGuardia that uh, first of all, President Trump's train, a plane, the the Trump plane that he flies all over, and he doesn't fly anymore because he's got Air Force One, right? He really wanted to make Trump plane Air Force One. But they, they, you know, there's no way they could do that. And, and he knows that. It was funny for him to say it, though, because everybody got all wound up. Oh, they can't make Trump play the Air Force One. It's not Air Force One. And you know Trump was like, shut up. I know. I'm just. Uh... So, right. That's exactly why I said it. So, anyway, they've got it parked at LaGuardia. And uh, some private jet clips it while it's parking. A, whoever is in charge of watching the Trump plane at LaGuardia, fired. Whoever was driving the private jet, gone. You know Trump's like, what the heck is going on? Well, I, and plus, the picture, now I don't know if this is an old picture. It doesn't say that it's an old picture in the story. So it looks like it's a fresh picture. It's got a couple of little cones by it, but it's sitting out in the lot. What, you, what the heck? It's, why am I parked out in the middle of nowhere at LaGuardia? Put me, this is a Trump plane. The President of the United States. Keep that thing guarded. I don't want the private jets clipping my plane. I mean, LaGuardia is going to be paying the bill for that bad boy. You can bet on that. Trump plane just got a little upgrade. Uh, thanks to LaGuardia. You can count on it. Now, there's also the uh, story about the sleeping pilot. Now, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, in, but not really. If you were on the plane, you'd be like, that's not funny, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Uh, the commercial pilot is flying to Australia, <laughs> hopping in the old plane. We're going to fly to Australia. <laughs> oh, where are we at? You missed Australia. He's <laughs> sound asleep, flies over the continent. Nice. Nice. Now, look. Well, it isn't funny because the plane is fine, right? Unless, unless, of course, he missed Australia and then he's halfway around the world. He slept for eight hours and runs out of gas. That's a problem. But there's going to be some place that he can land, right? Maybe. But uh, pilots fly airplanes, co-pilot, I mean, uh, autopilot, all the time, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the time. I mean, they're, they're using the iPads. That was the big deal. They were arguing that the iPads could be hacked because they're using the iPads to fly the planes. And the reason that we have pilots at all anymore is because we all feel better about having a pilot to take off and land, right? That's what the pilot is there for now, to take off and land. The pilot, once it gets in the air, push button, bring me a drink. You ever seen the movie Flight? 
Okay? It was a make-believe movie. Denzel Washington. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's up on Netflix, I think. It's actually... It, I can't... I can never get that movie out of my head after I saw it for some reason. It's so weird because I think about that every time I get on a plane, too, now. Anyway, so... I mean, it's okay, right? I mean, the, the bad thing about that is, though, now is that they have such precaution about people getting into the cockpit that if the guy passes out or has a heart attack or something goes wrong, I mean, I guess that's why you have the co-pilot and you have the other people, but that's a little scary. That's a tad scary. But it's kind. Of, but we make it funny because he falls asleep and misses a continent, right? But in real life, dude, I don't know, maybe drink a cup of coffee, right? Chew on a cocoa bean, something, maybe. And then this story, I tweeted last night at Jeffy MRA that uh, it really drives me crazy. All right, we're so everybody wants to be offended by every damn thing. Everybody's a victim. And this, I don't. Why did you put this back in front of me again? Because I set it aside because I didn't want to get t- ticked again. This lady ticked me off last night. Because we have to discuss was, it. We have to discuss that part about everybody wanting to be a victim. And this is the mom's fault. It is. Why would you name a kid? No, no, I don't care about that. No, 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 I care about that. You know, Jeffy, in this world, in any world, when you were born and I was born, like, we don't name kids. We make fun of them. You know, oh, he sounds like poopy. They're poopy. You do not name a kid A, B, C, D, E. See, I don't care about that. I care I really about do. that. I really don't care about because that. Because I'm, I'm, I, listen, I name, I have names for my kids too that yeah. are out of the ordinary no but no but it is not though you have elvis yeah yes. maximilius and you got and maya first of, all, first of all his name is maximus get it right are you sure maximus maximus right. okay and and there his full name you know is i have he has two middle names my daughter has two middle names everybody that signs him up oh you have two middle names i don't know how to type that out put it on the freaking piece of paper that's how you type it out all right and elvis I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say this out loud. No, I won't. But Elvis's name is Elvis. Who we'll just leave it at that? Uh, there's a, But Elvis is a normal name though, Jeffy. Okay, but that it's a na- name listen, is- I named him that because I knew people would remember him. Exactly. Right? People will remember Maximus Jefferson Wyatt. All right? People will remember Maya Sakari Rain. All right? Cuz Sakari is just a made-up name with uh, initials of all the family members that I wouldn't let my wife name her. Come to think of it now that I say it out loud. <laughs> she is so angry. Anyway, I love you, baby. The, uh, uh, but, it, but it's, uh, you know, that's, live with it. All right, I named him that. It's, it's go, you make fun of him. So that's what I was tweeting yesterday about the mom being so offended that her kid is named A, B, C, D, E. And we're supposed to pronounce it what? Uh, Absidy. Absidy or Absidy or whatever Absidy. the hell she wants. I don't care if you call it a alpha. Hey, hey, first part of the bet. Come here. What, whatever. I don't care what you call it. All right. You named your kid A, B, C, D, E. All right. You know, I used to live at a house that was the address was one, two, three, four, five. I loved that house because of that. And it was on 87th Avenue. Now, I could not fill out a piece of paper in front of someone that was What's your address? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 82nd. And I said 87. It's 82nd. I still in my head. 82nd Avenue. Well, it's bad it wasn't 67th. Uh, yeah. You know, okay, I got it. Right? I mean, it's a, okay. But you remembered it. It's funny. You remember it. So you name your kid A, B, C, D, E. You name your kid that because you want them to be recognized. You want them to be remembered, and you want to be different. You want to be different. So when people treat it differently, then you're going to get pissed. So she says she's at an airport, and Southwest agents were making fun of her daughter's name, asking what her name was, A, B, C, D, E, telling jokes that she could hear. And she said that she heard them joking around and turned them around and asked them to stop. If And I'd appreciate it if you just stop. Okay. So in the story, it doesn't say that if they stopped or not. So I'm guessing they did because she didn't keep complaining about it after she said, hey, I appreciate it if you'd stop. Plus, why not just say, yeah, that's her name? 
What's your name? Oh, I already know it. It's on a name tag. Nobody remembers it. You have to wear a name tag. Make her proud of her name. That's your daughter. Yes, that's her name. A, B, C, D, E. We pronounce it Absi or Absidy or Alphabet or the first part of Bet or whatever the hell you want to do it. I don't care what you call it. You make her stronger for it. You'll remember her. Come here, darling. Meet these guys. A, B, C, D, E. Meet Joe. It just drives me. We're so we so want to be upset over stuff. Yeah, and then it's funny because now the airline apologized. Of course, of course they the did. Has apologized. Look, the, look, is it? It was it. Was it nice of the, the employees? No. Should not have been making fun out loud. They're going. Everybody's going to make fun of you behind your back. Get over that. The world gets made fun of behind your back. That's the fact. If, to pretend that it doesn't is insane. But polite. Society isn't going to do it, especially when you're working at an airline and you're you're dealing in customer service. They should not be making fun of the kid's name. I know. I got it. I got it. But you personally, ma'am, named your child A B C D E. <laughs> I freaking love it. I do. I wish I'd have thought of it. Well, according to this, the ABCDE seems to be primarily a Hawaiian phenomenon. And SSA data indicates that all five of the ABCDE names <clears throat> in the 90s I wish I it. were born in Hawaii, which is especially interesting considering that the modern Hawaiian alphabet does not include the consonants B, C, or D. Oh, my gosh. Hawaiian alphabet is racist against BCD. That cannot happen. We cannot. We cannot stand for that. We cannot stand for the Hawaiian alphabet to be racist and against BCD. By the way, if you don't want to call her A B C D E or whatever she wants her to be called, you could call her uh, nicknames like Cece, CD, Abby, CCD, Abby. Why would I call her Abby or Sadie? <laughs> <laughs> I like CC now, ABCD. Bet, come here. I, I mean, all of those. That's tremendous. People remember it. Be strong about it. You named your child that. Be strong with your child's name. Stop trying to hide behind what you named your child. You didn't name your kid the first five freaking letters of the alphabet to be upset because somebody went, oh, that's pretty funny. I can't believe somebody would do that. Yeah. I'm surprised that your parents were so dull they named you Joe, okay? I mean, I just it just drives me crazy that we all want to be so offended and so upset over everything and want to be the victim over everything. I just can't take it. Okay, before I let you go, and I know this is not what this podcast is about, but I can't help but talk about it a little bit. Um, breaking news, as we're recording this today for your listening pleasure, which gets, you know, obviously 4 p.m. Uh, Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, chewing the fat, uh, wherever free podcasts are sold. Uh, Laura Loomer, who was just, uh, you know, banned from uh, Twitter, and she's banned from Facebook, uh, just has chained herself to Twitter, so that's going to be a big, huge news story that's going to be everywhere. And she's banned, you know, chained. <laughs> she's chained herself to Twitter. Okay, and she, she, you know, I, 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 Twitter is not that important to me, but she's she's making money, and she was using it, and it was wrong of them to to uh, deplatform her, no question. However, that having been said. I've had enough of Twitter and Facebook wanting their cake and eating it too. Um, I realize I read an article by Leon Wolf, a managing editor here at The Blaze, and he talks about if Twitter wants to ban people who eat ketchup and hot dogs or root for the Green Bay Packers or you know think that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, then uh, you know then the social media outlets should be legally allowed to do so. Okay, all right, fine. Then it shouldn't have. Uh, it shouldn't have government protection, right? It should be a publisher, not a platform. They went before the government and said, uh, hey, grant us protection because we are a, we're a platform. 
and we want everyone to be able to communicate and say what they believe and do what they want on our platform. And so please give us that protection so that, you know, we don't get sued for what people say on our on our on our platform. Okay, great. No problem. But now they want to be able to kick people off and they want to be able to control what's being said on their platforms without having a publisher forum and still being able to, you know, have the protection from the government. That should not be there for them. I'm sorry. You want to be an open business? You want to be free and clear? It's up to me to use Twitter and it's up to you to say I can or can't use Twitter? Yep, no problem. But you don't get to have the government protection from being sued. If something happens that's uh, that's libelous, you're responsible. Just like every other business. So make a, I think we need to make them have a decision. You're a platform or a publisher. If you're a platform, let's set the people free. Or chain yourself to a door and holler. If you're a publisher, then go ahead and sue away. It's just silly. Now, you know, Laura might get something out of it. She's going to get more coverage. Is Twitter going to give her back? If I'm Twitter... If I'm Twitter, Laura Luber can rot with that chain on her on her wrist, man. In today's world, they won't let her rot there. But I mean, if I'm Twitter, I'm walking over that. I'm walking over her bones chained to that door. Twenty years from now, what's that? Oh, that was somebody complaining. <laughs> I don't know. That's part of the building now, man. That's not what's going to happen, but. It's a good thing I'm not in charge of Twitter, I'll tell you that. Speaking of being happy and friendly, it's Christmas time. And I told you my favorite Christmas song is Oh Come All You. Well, it's not my favorite Christmas song. I mean, it's one of the best versions and one of my one of my favorite songs. It's a Christmas song. It's on the Believe Again uh, CD that uh, Glenn commissioned to have done here at The Blaze. It's Believe Again. You can still purchase it at glennbeck.com slash believe again. But this version with Clyde Bowden and David Osmond. I don't know if it's too early to start playing the Christmas stuff or not, but I love it so much. I just, I want you to at least. David Osmond, Clyde Bowden, off the Believe Again CD. Oh, come all ye faithful at gledback.com slash believe again. Merry Christmas. Wait. You're telling me you're not going to play it all? Why? No, I'm not playing it all. That's all you get. Why didn't you tell me? That's all. That's it. You listening? Have a nice night. You? You and I are fighting. (laughs) 